Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have legendary rapper and Locks legendary MC, the ghost, Styles P. Coming up, I talked to Styles about how he has never written down a rhyme, how he ventured into the health and wellness space. And I asked him for all of the details about his final solo album in the works. Up next, Yonkers own Styles P. Let's go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. This week's theme is Feed Your Focus. Being a public figure is a huge responsibility, and I'll be the first to tell you that it comes with a lot of distractions, like negativity on social media, toxic habits, and unhealthy relationships. The journey that you're on can have similar challenges. And I'm here to remind you that it's possible to starve those distractions and feed your focus. What I mean by that is this, don't give your valuable time to people and things that take you away from your goals, that become distractions. The haters, the naysayers, the disbelievers will always be loud. But you know who you should raise the volume on? Those that have love, those that support you, those that believe in you, no matter what. Feeding your focus is surrounding yourself with people that actually believe in you not those talking behind your back, not those that nod and say that they believe, but they really don't believe. It's by taking care of your health and cutting out all negative energy. Personally, I'm doing those things right now. I'm focused on future projects and working as hard as I can to reinvent myself. And my next guest is someone who keeps inspiring me to do more. And also pay attention to actually what I'm putting into this temple called my body. Styles P is a legend in the music industry, but he's also bringing plant-based eating and wellness to hip hop culture as an entrepreneur. I support Pharmacy for Life. I support 
Juices for Life. Those are just two of his great entrepreneur spirits that he has cooking right now. Coming up, I talked to Styles P about how the rap game has changed since he started. What it was like being in the studio with the notorious B.I.G. And when he realized Jada, Sheik, Styles, AKA the locks were special. Up next, the ghost, Styles P. This week's show is personal. It's a family affair. It's one of my favorite people. He's a hip hop legend. He has pivoted to dedicate more time to his ventures in the health and wellness space, particularly hip hop's first, that's right, first natural health food store called Pharmacy for Life. It is my honor to welcome the legendary ghost holiday styles, Styles P to the real What up, brother? Hey. What's up, brother? I can't I can't call it. Appreciate you taking the time. You know I know your story backwards and forwards. When did you fall in love with music? Um far as far as I can remember. Um you know, what's funny is I remember listening to Wolfman Jack before, before hip hop hit pretty hard. And then um, ever since I heard the message, I, I would say the message is the first song that actually really uh, touched me, I would say, from hip hop because I was able to, I felt like I, I saw the story that they were painting on record. Like I, I was able to see that every day. Um, my, my mom used to work downtown. So going from Yonkers to the Bronx to Manhattan, just on the trains and public transportation, I was able to see a lot. And I felt everything I, would, I was seeing was relayed in the message. No doubt, rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. That visual, those visuals, who are some of the artists that inspired you as you were growing up falling in love with music and rap? In particular, Rock Him, Kooji Rap, Kane, KRS, Ultra Magnetic, Public Enemy, Light, Latifah, Stetsasonic, Jungle Brothers. They were so, uh, so many, so, so many, many more. Uh, hip hop has always been not just because I'm an artist, but I've always been just a, a fan of it. Uh, for me, hip hop is, 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 is my culture, it's my religion, it's my way of my life, it's my school of thought. It's the way I walk, talk, dress, sleep. So uh, all those artists and many more, I would say, played part in um, molding my lifestyle. If there was a picture, no doubt, because you just reminded me something. If there was a picture of somebody as hip hop turns 50, that could be the poster child of what rap music has become you have to be one of the faces based on not only your lyrics and your bars, but also your versatility and your depth. You can talk about things that are political, social. You can also talk about the block, the street, and everybody can always relate to your pictures. Tell me what 
inspired you as you started to realize I want to make songs and this is what I want my legacy to be? Well, I, I always wanted to not be put in a box, so, so to say. So uh, mentioning all the people I named before, I always felt that as an artist, I was I would be able to tap into different subjects, different topics. And I wanted my legacy to be someone who was, you know, people knew was a craftsman that, you know, I put my hours in my craft, put hours into my work, uh, made sure, my, as you would say, uh, my game was well-rounded. I didn't want to just have one one for me. I look at I look at MCing sort of like ball. So I kind of I didn't I wasn't blessed with a left hand or a great height. So I just kind of took it as like I wanted to make sure my you know my lyrical game was versatile. It was offensive yet defensive and just coming from from every aspect and not to be put in a box. But I just wanted to know when I went out that I had a lot of catalog containing a lot of different um messages so to say absolutely for those that don't know the locks clearly is my favorite group these are my brothers i've been in the studio with styles you've heard this discussed when it relates to jay-z and biggie but a lot of you guys may or may not know this gentleman produces legendary classic bars and many times does not write anything down no, no right. Talk about being that artist styles um, that does write down your lyrics. Uh, like I think nowadays people make a big hoopla off of it, and um, it's it's you know a lot of people are able to do it now, which is cool. But for me, I don't I don't get braggadocious about it because I always had an offbeat on beat, and as a youth, I had a hard time. Uh, reading a rhyme off paper. So by the time I was like 12, 13, I just stopped writing rhymes and just started memorizing them. And that was my way of doing it because it actually would mess me up. And even with sitting down trying to write, by the time I was 12, 13, I just, I really couldn't do it and get across the way I wanted to. And even if I did write the rhyme, I wasn't able to remember the rhythm. So it did better for me by just kind of remembering it and um, I always took it as like like in school when you when you're studying for a test and you have to remember a few chapters, you read the chapters, you remember them, or when you have to write an essay or something, you you know you read you read the content you need to read and then you write the essay. I sort of took it on my own as just look at it like I was um, putting down my own essay that I just had to remember from start to finish. So yeah, uh, professionally I have. I have never written a rhyme. That's Yeah, you know, people, like no one's ever seen me write a rhyme in the studio because I don't, but it's, I don't look at it so much as a braggadocious thing as others do. I just look at it as my way of being able to create and a way to feel free. And also I'm very expressive. So it's like um, those who are able to do it, I actually look at them with admiration because it's something I can't do. I don't know how a person could go in a booth like I need both my hands free so I can move. I could right. be expressive. So I need I need right. to be able to be like this when I'm in a booth. So for a person to be like this and be able to get that off, that energy off, that's something I actually um that's something I admire. And like oh, and yeah. as a craftsman, it really, you know, you know, 
before definitely I, I used to be a, a bit braggadocious about it but the older you get the wiser you get and it's um for the young fellas it's not about writing your rhyme not writing your rhyme it's about having a dope rhyme at the end of the day that you feel comfortable about that you believe in and when you go in a booth you get able to lay with ferocity no doubt i was talking to dave east about this shout to the homie and we were acknowledging what we feel are the dopest albums of all time. And we both agree Gangsta and a Gentleman is in there. And then I realized you were going to be on the show. And I was like, he's a historian. He's a legend. I have to ask you this. What are your top five albums of all time? Uh Big, definitely life after death. It's hard. To, it's hard to say. I like to stay away from the top five things, but you, my bro, I'm gonna ask you. So I would say big life after death, and um, you just asked me about albums, not specifically hip hop. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Uh, Nas, I'm half and half between his first album and his second album. Uh, you know, it's kind of on a fence. I'm gonna just put those two albums in it. Definitely, um, one of my some of my favorite um, music. Uh, James Brown, James Brown's greatest hits. Uh, and the fifth, I would say, the fifth, I'm gonna say, We Are the Streets. Ooh, ooh, classic. Oh, it's spe it's speaking of We Are the Streets. The Locks is a legendary group, and that doesn't really exist in rap music anymore. They're labels, they're crews, but you guys are an actual group. And each dope in their own right and dope together. Can you acknowledge the moment you actually met Jada Kiss and Sheik Looch? Yeah, I met them both around junior high time, and... um you know, just traveling around Yonkers. And then in high school is um, ninth grade. And we were all probably around 15. It was just cafeteria work, you know, banging on the, banging on the tables and uh, banging on car hoods and just getting together. So uh, I knew of them, I knew of them both. I knew of them both in a, a, around seventh, seventh grade. Uh, I had seen them, seen them outside you know, things of that nature, but my connection to them became in um, ninth grade for me. Like they they spent most of their life together since single digits. Uh, yeah, I met them around when I was 15. You know what I mean? When did you guys realize that the locks was something special? Uh, what's crazy part about it, God, God bless our brother um, DMX. Like DMX was a legend. Well, we're from, um, I, I actually knew X before I knew um, She Can Kiss, to be honest. He didn't, he didn't live too, he didn't live too far from me. So he will always come through my block a lot. Like he, he lived literally a few blocks from me. I remember, um, you know, X giving me that, that acknowledgement and saying I was nice. And then just from the town, like there was a lot of MCs in our town and it, it, it seemed that, 
that we made our, our name and our bones at a certain time and people were gravitating to it. So I felt I felt I felt confidence from at a at a, a very young age. A shout out to my OG, um Dusty, his name is Mike. He he also had bars. He was um from around my neighborhood. And he also, you know, gave me the confidence to know that I was nice. So it was sort of like the local MCs and then other MCs say you nice. Cause I think that's what counts. No matter what you do, whether it's ball, accounting, rap, dancing, uh, whatever walk walk of you know walk of life you choose, whatever path you choose, when those who do it also give you acknowledgement, it, it, it sort of puts a battery in your back. Like you know what I mean? It makes you when somebody nice says you're nice, you know you're nice. You're the perfect person to ask as we celebrate those that unfortunately are no longer with us. Can you acknowledge the first time you were in the studio with Big and something to learn? Yeah, incredible. Uh, another moment where Big got to hear us rhyme and rap and immediately embraced us. Uh, being in a studio with Big, for me, I always, and people wonder why, like I always, I always considered, I consider Big to have the most rounded game out of all MCs to be honest with you, because most MCs are really nice in a couple of categories, three tops. Uh, Big was really nice pretty much in every category. And he was, he, you know, he had, a, he had a style that was very original and he was just well-versed in what he did. So I, I just thought he was an amazing MC and the work with him was also uh, very special. Another, another gentleman who didn't use the pen, uh, stored it up here and just rock with the rhythm of the beat. Uh, and the way he treated people, I always tell people, for me, makes him one of the most epic people that ever been created. And, and also, you get back to the community. You never forget where you came from. And something I also admire about you is acknowledging for our people in particular what it's like to have a healthier lifestyle. And you and your yeah. wife have done a great job of building juice bars in underserved communities and been working hard to fight the misconception that plant-based food is expensive and out of reach for people who look like us. Where did that love and that inspiration come from? Well, when you move, when you get, when you start making money and you move to a more affluent neighborhood, you see the difference between the neighborhoods that we were raised in. And it's like, you know, I go to where I'm raised that every every store, every few blocks is fast food, pizza, uh, Chinese food, liquor store, fast food, pizza, the Chinese food, liquor store. But when you live in an affluent neighborhood, you barely see any of that. So, and then besides that, when you look at the produce that's in the supermarkets and just the things that, that are around, we we kind of grab, grab the understanding that, um, the most important thing you could do is take care of your health. Like we all, like we love money, we love nice things, but health has to come first and, and thinking about your people has to come first. So it was more so with, um, shout out to my, you know, my partners, Juice Lee and I, when we started the juice bars, it was just wanting to make a difference for people in the hood to kind of switch their lifestyle up. And then um, my wife was just actually smart enough to see the effects of, what the juice bars were doing and told and say, you know, 
we need to lead people to what's in our medicine cabinet. It has to, they have to know more, more, more about, you know, they know about the fruits or veggies now. Now they need to know about the, you know, the herbs, the oils, the vitamins, the minerals. And um, while we at it, trying to school them, we should also, as, as Black people, find a way to provide it ourselves. And um, that's how Pharmacy for Life came about. So it's just mainly about really taking care of your own. Like, you know, at, at some point, that's how it started. And it become, as you understand how the health situation works in America, period, it became beyond our people. Like Black people, of course, are the first people targeted on the list. Like we're the first target. But when you think about it in a whole as, a, as America, America has obesity problems, high blood pressure problems, diabetes problems. Black people are just first on the list. But like the Midwest isn't full of majority black people, it's full of minor, majority white people. So we just started looking at as being a human, um, definitely take care of your own, but also want to spread the, the knowledge of just taking care of yourself, putting that above the money. Because the better you feel, um, the better you'll be able to think and the more clearer you'll be with your decision makings and where you want to go out of life. And even if you don't succeed at something like that you that you're shooting for, if you don't have a chemical imbalance and you're feeling good, uh, you're bound to keep trying. I heard this news. I didn't know if I should be happy for you because you're such a seasoned veteran and you deserve this or sad because. I won't get a chance to possibly hear you as a solo artist anymore. Is that true that you're potentially going to retire yeah. as a solo artist? Yeah, just as a solo artist though. So you still hear me with the lots. You'll still hear me on collaborative projects, but I feel I put in more than my work as a solo artist. And I feel it's important to go out on your own terms. And um, there's so many other things I want to do. And in life and what's my life. And um, and I've been put out more solo albums than most people I came in the game with. I, I I'm lapping a lot of people who who I've came in the game with. So I've put out a, a ton of um content that'll give people time to go back and see the the average person probably at least missed a few albums on me. And um, and that's cool. That gives people time to go back, listen, and um, yeah, I just want to be able to getting to my my tv ventures my book ventures you know i've written one book and make a music to stop me stop me from writing another one i've written one fiction novel the name of it is invincible i'm looking to do more of that um you know pools pools and myself we write scripts uh we're looking to do more of that so i'll still be around but just in a different capacity and it takes time like it takes time like you know um Especially when you're dedicated to your craft, I don't just go in there saying anything. I don't just whip up um, bullshit, so to say. So when I put my time in, I make sure I'm putting my time in. Um, I, I, there's, there's other things I want to do. So I had to knock something off. So I figured, hey, I have enough solo projects and um, that's the one to knock off. I still be around for the collaborative efforts in the um, LOX album. So but just as a soloist, yeah, this will be, you know, um, Calm Wolf is Still a Wolf Pen Ultimate was my album before my last album, the one I just put out. The next one will definitely be 
my last solo. And uh, yeah, always go out on your own terms. No doubt, no doubt. Have you thought about the content of your final album? Any titles, any inspirations? I didn't get I didn't get a title yet, but I'm a this one I, I, is, is going to be full of a lot of content. Um, you'll definitely get all aspects of me as an MC. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go into it pretty much how I'm going to everything, but just with a little more, little more care. Like often, often when I make this time, I'll have people in mind more so. Like often when I when I make an album, I have um, myself in mind and a certain certain types of people. This one I probably been a little more well-rounded, thinking of more different crowds, thinking of you know other crowds more than I usually think of. So I'll give that kind of effort to make sure I go out with a bang. We you know what I mean? About posse tracks, you've been on some of the greatest tracks of all time, and I know clearances and all that have to happen, and people got to dot eyes and cross t's. But this is your final yeah. album, Styles P. This is a celebration of your illustrious career. Other than yeah. Jada Kiss, I know he's gonna be on it. Other than Sheik Luciano, I know who he's gonna be on it. Are there any people in particular you like, I wanna make sure they're on my final album? It, like when I make it, it depends. Like I go off beats and how the beat sounds and who I hear on it. Mm -hmm. So uh, fortunately I've been, I've been able to work with with most of the greats, like, you know what I mean? Um, if anything, I would say there's definitely probably a few young greats that I may, you know, may go for, um, but it depends how to beat the beat sound. Like a lot of people, uh, what's funny is I get, I hear a lot too from a lot of my friends in the industry. They be like, hey, you, you, you never call for favors or you never want to use nobody or nothing. I'm like, it don't be like that. It's just, when I get in the zone, I'm in a certain kind of zone and I like to hear what, you know, who would, when I hear it, I'll be able to know, okay, this person sound sounds good on it. Uh, but I'm just going very organic, man. I'm going very organic. I don't, because I may have a wish list, but if the beat don't sound right for that person, then I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I, I am a, um, I am a big J. Cole fan. I'm a big, um, I'm a big Kendrick fan. Uh, you know, uh, Ross and myself make good music. Yes. Uh, I'm a Nas fan. Uh, there's, there's definitely, uh, definitely some people uh, I would, I wouldn't want to reach out to. There's a lot of R. You, you know me. You know I like to even freestyle over R&B beats. So no there's, um, there's some, um, you know. I'm a Her fan. I'm a Jasmine Sullivan fan. Uh, I'm a fan of a lot of people. So uh, we'll see. Well, you dope, my brother. You deserve all of the best. I can't wait to get up and break bread with you ASAP. But before oh, I let you get out of here, Styles P, I got a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. You ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right. Of your many albums and singles, what would you say is the one that you are the proudest of. I'm black. Mmm, classic. That is a classic. Make sure y'all go pump that. You're gonna have me listening to that right after this interview. Shout to DJ Mace of De La Soul. 
who recently Thanks. gave a shout out to the locks on the radio. So I have to ask you in return, which hip hop group do you admire and respect? De La, Tribe, Outkast, NWA, um, MOP, Mob Deep, those, 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 those groups, Cypress, can't leave outside area. Yeah, all of those groups right there, I feel, um, have played a tremendous part in, you know, influencing my life. Dope, dope, dope. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Pray more. Mm -hmm. Word up. I like that. I like that a lot. Because so many times things happening so fast in our lives, it could become a whirlwind, it could become a hurricane. Sometimes yeah. you have to be still and know. Yeah, very much. And last, but certainly not least, you're a true renaissance man in all that you do. Juices for life, pharmacy for life, in business, and food spaces. What other title do you hope to have in the future? That's a good one. That is a good one. I already got a title, but I would say... Um, I would I would love to become a master of health. Mm. You know, you're on your path, brother. You yeah, on. Your path. I I look up to uh I feel Dick Gregory and Doctor Zavi left a left a uh you know hard acts to follow, but I feel like they are masters of health, and um I hope to achieve that one day also. Well, you're on your path, my brother. I love and appreciate you. Forever grateful for the influence you have been on my life. Looking for waking up and breaking bread soon. Love is love always. Love you, bro. Last call. Last call. I'd like to thank my brother from another mother, Styles P, for stopping by the podcast. And if you don't know, I'm very fortunate to actually have been able to appear in two of his videos. One solo project, Gangster and the Gentleman. The song is called Good Times. I'm behind the DJ booth. The other is The Locks. We gon' make it. We gon' make it. We gon' make it. I got so much love for my brother. And I'm so very proud of all of his accomplishments. One thing that stuck out to me about the ghost is how Hardy's working at making health and wellness available to everyone, in particular, communities of color. We've lost too many people, hip hop pioneers before their time because of heart failure, diabetes, bad lifestyle choices, and more. Styles is building a healthy lifestyle empire that gives so many of us access to plant-based food and supplements to live longer lives. Health is wealth, my friends. So I ask you this, how are you taking care of your body? Are you drinking water? Are you getting rest or eating food that makes you feel better and or stronger? Whatever it is, just remember, treat your body with love, respect, and most of all, gratitude. I'm the Renaissance man. 
see you next week.